Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 28th of February. Like, February is literally almost done. 2019, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We have a uh, seriously fun show, and Dave, winter's almost over. Isn't that cool? I, 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 just, can't, I just can't get over that. Yeah, I know. I know. This is uh, crazy. <laughs> well... Most people on the West Coast never experience winter. They have no idea what winter is. They haven't a clue what winter is, except this year they got a clue what winter is, and it must be horrible. But um, luckily for folks like you and Mary, winter is about to end, albeit temporarily, because uh, sometime in the next few days, um, you're going to be jetting off to uh, sunny and funny Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for, uh, for, 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 for PubCon. I know. It's going uh, to be great. And this is actually – the uh, first conference I've ever moderated a session. No uh, way. Yeah, I, I've never done that before, and I have uh, a session on fails that I'm moderating, and on the panel is Ryan Jones and Melissa Falk, and it's just like, all right, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Excellent. Um, excellent. You never. I get, once once you moderate, you'll never go back, man. It's just so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun, um, a, a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, and Mary and I are doing a, a joint um, session together on UX and its impact on ranking factors. We can talk about whether it's a ranking factor or not based on the chaos that is everything Google tells us right now. Well, I was uh, going to say, you could ask if it's a ranking factor, and given that Google is almost certainly going to be at PubCon, you'd be remiss if you didn't ask if it was a ranking factor, but I really wouldn't hold your breath on getting a straight answer. No, I know, I know. Um, and it just came out um, I, again. Google like made an official <laughs> statement. It's like, click through rate isn't. And, and here's what's driving me nuts, and I actually put a, a little rant on Twitter uh, uh, about exactly this, and it's on Twitter, so you know it must be true. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but a, a little rant on this is we're, we're using CTR as, as some reference point for, for all UX, right? Like we, we, keep, we keep doing that. We keep going to Google and going, is CTR a ranking factor? Is CTR a ranking factor? And then they keep answering in a bunch of different ways. Um, right, like you've got Gary going no, and you've got John going ish, kind of in this kind of weird way. Right, like the, these sort of weird answers. And my hand is they've answered, so just stop asking. Believe them or don't, just stop asking. Because we keep asking the same single question: Is click-through rate a ranking factor? That's actually not everything. <laughs> that so, would have to do with UX. Like we, we take the answer to CTR and go, oh, well, Google saying UX isn't, doesn't impact rankings. No, they said CTR doesn't impact rankings. <laughs> Specifically, this one metric we keep hounding them about um, and, and wondering what it is. So I just, that was my okay, reason. But okay, Dave, just, just to voice um, a little bit of frustration on behalf of other SEOs, I got, but geez, like, like, okay, here's what gets me, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, 
what you're saying, which makes perfect sense, is that click-through rate is a factor within a much greater factor called like user experience. Mm-hmm. So that would lead me, the you know logical but not terribly bright brain that I am, to say, okay, so if like click-through rate is a factor in the factor, what are other factors in a factor? So you got click through. What 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 else counts as user experience, and how does that count overall? Is as as a ranking factor? Well, you you know I, I mean here's here's an interesting thing. There's 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 something baked in there, and 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 the tech people in in, in the crowd will kind of maybe know what, what I'm talking about here, called the VED parameter. Um, <laughs> okay, and and, it, and it's funny because I I actually just commented on this. Just you caught this actually. You saw yeah, this in the yeah, a, a little bit ago, but it's highly relevant to exactly what we're talking about right now. Is they moved it from the href um, over, and it's a sort of built into like class and stuff. And, I mean, basically, depending on which browser you're on, how they're measuring it, but it's no longer just part of the URL parameter. Uh, like it's not sort of like tacked into what Google's href to your site is. But basically, what it does um, is it stores all the information about where a specific page was on on Google SERP result, like be it paid, be it, you know, is this sort of the sort of third site link in, right, all that sort of data, like where specifically is this page for a specific search result? And it's what stores that. Now, back when it was part of the HREP, like back when it was sort of like baked into the link, the reason that they would have wanted to move that out of there is there was actually some techniques for us taking that data out of the bed parameter and actually starting to, I can't remember the, the name of the chap who figured it out, he wrote about it on Moz, uh, but actually pulling that data into analytics. So now it's not in URL. Um, but at any rate, clearly the, the, the cliff notes here is, clearly they're tracking all of this data. They wanna know everything about that specific click. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to tell me <laughs> that, that they're not using it, then why are you even going through the effort of moving the VED parameter? Why would you just not make it go away? Um, and another interesting thing, and I, I don't know what's all in the VED parameter anymore, but um, like in, in the new hierarchy, and I just discovered this like a couple days ago, so I haven't you know dug any deeper, but it's significantly longer than it used to be. Like there's a lot more data being stored in there um, than, than what was previously Pre before it was pretty much just position on page now they're they're storing a lot more probably has a lot to do with you know now they've got a lot more featured snippets and are people you know clicking through on certain things um huh, but at the end of the day they're tracking so much about what this specific element on the page is and 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 when it's being clicked and where it existed and what's being clicked why why would they do that Right. I mean, there, there's only one reason. And whether you ask Gary or whether you ask John, you're going to get a different interpretation of the same answer. Right. And it's basically they want to know the health of their SERP. OK, what happens if the health is bad? Well, we're going to look at the good results and we're going to like start to, to adjust the algorithm to favor the good results. All right. So what does that do if you're one of the bad results, one of the ones that has a bad click? experience uh, likely to go lower in the rankings then right <laughs> exactly so yeah it's not a specific ranking factor but it's sure as hell gonna feel like one <laughs> like when you start tanking in the rankings it's gonna feel a lot like one so okay, anyway. but, again, but what, what you're saying is 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 click through rank uh, click through uh is uh is, is a duck 
Mm-hmm. But user experience is more like a platypus. <laughs> and this is the problem. <laughs> Something looks like a duck, but is part of a platypus. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's there's all sorts of interpretations. And, I mean, I know Mary and I've got, like, an hour-long presentation on this next week, and we're not even going to be touching on um, – Everything. As a side note, and one of the interesting things, it's also the, the only the second time because it's the second time we've done a presentation together. But uh, where I've had an opportunity to do a presentation where you do back and forth all the way through. By the way, that's going to be really fun. <laughs> like where you can sort of no doubt. rather than doing your thing and then passing it off, you're just sort of going bouncing because we can practice together. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a. a what they're measuring and their statements they, they've made. I only bring this up because we made another statement or another statement out of Google came in earlier today, their official statement, right? Like, no, it's gray, right? Like what? I mean, they answered no, but the answer they're giving is very gray, right? Like it's very like, okay, a little more smoke and mirrors. Um, it's frustrating <laughs> as well. It, it is, it, it is completely frustrating. Yeah. Um, we will get an answer out of Google eventually, probably on its deathbed. But we will get an answer out of it. We're going to keep on hounding them. Okay, now, funny you should have said something the way you said it. You were talking about um, featured snippets and, you know, um, do people click on them or not? Mm-hmm. Well, quite frequently they do, but sometimes they just can't. <laughs> and um, the fact that they just can't is actually a freaking problem for SEOs with Google, one that Danny Sullivan jumped in and tried to bridge the gap in and... Um, you know, I think Danny Danny showed uh, good character and all that sort of stuff by jumping in and you know trying to share his experience. But again, um, Google trying to be a little bit more um, transparent, and uh, they somehow become more opaque in the process. Um, so here's the deal: Google has been like, you, you know, SEOs are, are are concerned that there are often less clickable entities in organic search as Google scrapes and presents content off of people's sites without necessarily putting a link back to those sites. Mm-hmm. Until recently, we hadn't seen that in featured snippets, but now we're seeing it with more frequency in featured snippets. And uh, publishers, naturally, are complaining because the click-through, although it's not a ranking factor, of course, is probably <laughs> where they're making money. <laughs> like, you don't get money off an ad that's embedded on, on one of your pages unless, of course, you get people going to your pages. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 so when Google gives the answer on the front page of search results, they're kind of profiting off the work of webmasters and publishers twice by, you know, they they, they they have all their ads that they're selling, which come up while people are doing search for the content that we create or that our that our our our, our employers create. And then, instead of sharing the wealth of, of that traffic, they just sort of keep it on page, you know. So definitely clicking their ads and not clicking the publishers' ads. Right. Um, that seems quite unfair. So Danny jumps in and says, "Yeah, we care about it, and um, you know that's a mistake. We're really trying to work on it." Mm-hmm. That's where it sits. <laughs> didn't didn't satisfy publishers or webmasters. Um, although you know, I think reasonable people grant that. Okay, so Google's aware and is working on it. And you know, Danny, who's probably our champion, is uh, or one of our champions, is is 
pulling at, pe- tugging at people's coattails, saying, "Hey, there's a problem." What do you think? Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, I don't like it, right? Like, I, I don't like what they're doing, and it, and and here's what it feels like. It feels a bit like being uber bull. Like, let let's go back to like before there were any 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 laws sort of protecting anybody. Right, like, and, and going back and going, okay, now this is when, like, during industrial revolution, right, like, you, where you could just absolutely treat people like rubbish, and then they would fight amongst themselves for the for the little bit of dreg. They would fight amongst themselves for just enough money to eat, right? Like, kind of, and I, I know that sounds bleak, but to me, that's starting more and more to feel like what Google's doing here, right? Like, it's it's they'll crush, they'll take away a bunch of traffic. And now we're all fighting over that unlinked featured snippet. Why? Because it's the only thing they'll give us. <laughs> and, and, and that's sort of what it feels like is being done. And I'm not overly satisfied with um, Danny's answer because this is the sort of thing they should be doing ahead of time, right? Like all you need to think about if you're Danny Sullivan is G or, or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not pinning this on Danny. Like he's just a spokesperson, right? He's probably not the guy who made these decisions, but if I'm Google and I went, Oh, okay. Why are we making this change? Well, we're kind of trying to bury this link. Well, right there before you've even carried that thought any further, given the pushback, that our industry has made over and over and over again um, to the to sort of their every time they do this, right? To featured snippets when they first launched to begin with, right? Like you're giving all the data, right? Now I can just see the weather. All the weather sites are like sort of going, oh, well, we're irrelevant now, right? Like 90% of the time, the person just wants to know what it's like when I walk out the door, right? And so Google's answering all this. Yeah, I'm sure they're looking into it now that we've complained but realistically they knew what they were doing right like they knew because their actual intent was to like very clearly to provide the full experience and not even hint at the fact that we may want to go somewhere else right so that's what really kind of bothers me about that specific answer um and i've had google's back on on a few things and i understand from google's standpoint why they're doing it but we're producing the content. And so you really, you need to make, and in exchange for that, we want the advertising, right? We're giving you the content. Let's even say featured snippets are a fine thing. And I, I, I do support them. In fact, I was running some tests yesterday for a client. And they drive traffic, man. They drive huge traffic. And, and, and they do. But as soon as you take away that link, right? Like some do say, if you're a weather site, featured snippets suck. Oh, right. yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's somewhere if you're like, if you have sports scores, yeah, you kind of got, you know, kicked in the butt on that one too, right? Like where it'll just show the score. Anyway. One um, of my clients though, but one of my clients is a media publisher. Um, they publish about a very specific niche inside the technology sector. Mm-hmm. And whenever they produce the best possible answer for whatever question might be being asked about this sector of technology, um, you can uh, quadruple the traffic to that page for as long as it's a, as long as it's treated as a feature snippet, which tends to be a long time if it's a really good answer. Yeah, 
Oh, 100%. 100%. And there's some neat things you can do with featured snippets, and I'm sure you've experimented them in our, uh, <sighs> of our audiences. We're just in the wording of the way the featured snippet operates. I just did one for a, a recipe on a client site. They do vacation rentals, but they had a recipe. It ranked well. I was like, okay, let's see what we can do here. And the way that the featured snippet list is actually worded, yes, you can take all the information from it, right? You could make some, some great clam chowder. <laughs> you, you totally can. <clears throat> but just by wording it with the spice mixture and other points in the recipe it's included it actually couldn't fit in the featured snippet but actually you know that's a very smart idea that's a very very smart technique if there's something you can phrase that makes them click through yeah like google can't actually scrape that's the then, then you can you can do that seems to be working well it's only been up for a couple of days now so um you know it, it just happens to to work that way or you know make your list something that's just a little too long for Google to show the whole list, right? <laughs> but like your first five are just perfectly on point. I hit that all the time when I'm troubleshooting PC problems, right? I'm like, okay, and it's got steps one through like six, and then it ends. But I can see from that six, it's like, oh, I'm on the right track here. <laughs> like, okay. I, this is doing what it's supposed to do, and I'll, I'll click through. But so as, listeners, as listeners might gather, getting a good spike, a good placement in, with a featured snippet and having that featured snippet perform for you isn't necessarily inexpensive. Either the webmaster, your in-house webmaster, or your uh, your outsourced SEO is 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 working often by the hour, doing <laughs> stuff for you. Mm-hmm. You know, trying experimenting, making this work. Um, when Google comes along and removes all the reward um, after, you know, I mean, again, this is this this. The web is not an inexpensive place to work. Actually, these costs add up relatively quickly. Yeah. And uh, every keystroke I make has a cost associated to it. I'm sorry. This, this is my bread and butter. Yeah. So if I've had to experiment and I've gotten that success at great cost to my, my employer, my, my, to my clients, but it's worth it for them, and then Google takes that away, I mean, it's just, I mean, no wonder people are pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Speaking of uh, speaking of going away from it, we got to take a break for a couple of minutes here on Webcology on uh, WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 28th of February, 2019. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. 
Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 28th of February, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Race Media, Dave Davies from B-Sync Internet Marketing. And uh, so, Dave, um, this is one of those weird, uncomfortable questions about money, but I'm going to ask it anyway. But it's not really about money because it's not real money, but it is real money. Are you cryptoed up? Uh I have some, but not a lot. (laughs) Now, there was a, uh, uh, I think you could easily and justly call it a balloon in the uh, cryptocurrency markets around this time last year. We we saw Bitcoin, for instance, um, treble and quadruple in value um, over a period of months and then lose lose all of that value uh, uh, or much of that value again, Mm -hmm. um, leading, leading up to around now. Two weeks ago, we reported on that that actually kind of sad story of the uh, of the thirty year old uh, Bitcoin, um, uh, uh, basically Bitcoin banker's uh, death. He he died taking the passwords to uh, all the accounts with him. Um, that was a problem, but a much much bigger problem has been found in the. Uh, well, in the structure that underlies the foundation of cryptocurrency, there is a critical flaw in blockchain. Did you, did you hear about this? I did not. I am very interested. Okay. So a little bit of background. Um, blockchain itself is not money. Blockchain is merely a storage technology, a storage device, a extraordinary mathematic algorithm that can be used to store information. And the cool thing about blockchain is you can consistently verify the validity of the information stored inside the chain because it's a mathematical formula that has to factor out the same way every time, every, every calculation. Right. So there's always, always a way to know if the, if the chain itself has split somehow or been contaminated, except for one major problem. The way to um, verify that you are actually contributing to the computational um, uh, 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 network that makes up uh, 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 a Bitcoin uh, a Bitcoin processing that makes up a processing network, it's all about grinding. It's all about work. 
Um, this is basically how you verify you're a member of the community is just by grinding out equations, grinding out algorithms. Right. Yeah. As it turns out, if you're the dominant grinder in any in any specific uh, network, if you're the one who's controlling 50% plus one, you can control the blockchain itself. And uh, literally billions of dollars. Um, uh, uh, I think the U.S. Security Exchange Commission estimates that at $2.5 billion over the last three years have been stolen from various various um, uh, 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 cryptocurrency wallets or um, networks because the person who does the most grinding, the 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 the, the 50% plus one is able to establish what's called a fork in the blockchain, which is essentially a second ledger that is indistinguishable from the original ledger. And once you've got a second ledger on the books, you can redirect money and until it's too late, nobody's noticed. Whoa. Yeah. That was reported. Um, that was reported in uh, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Business uh, Business Insider, etc. So this miracle technology that is, you know, going to uh, <laughs> um, perhaps isn't. You know. Wow, that yeah. is crazy. It's okay, I'm surprised crazy. I didn't hear that. If it's been listed in all those places, I'm like, but these are all the places I see as news. Um, this, this story broke last week. Um, I had it up on my, on my Facebook, and I was getting quite a bit of you know quite a bit of conversation uh, from from people in the SEO community on it. So that's why I figured you might have seen the story. You know what? I, had, I was like, oh, last week, right? While I was in Whistler, like I was basically oh yeah yeah grinding, you were grinding through work all day, like in the morning, just to and not even pulling my head up just to get out on the slopes in the afternoon if I could. Um, Good thing you didn't pay for those beers with Bitcoin, eh? <laughs> but actually, you know what? It'd be fine if I did because that would be their problem. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's well for anybody who has some Bitcoin <laughs> floating around, and I assume this impacts all networks, like all the all it the networks. Potentially, well, it doesn't it does it doesn't necessarily impact all networks. It potentially. I mean, this is this is like saying there's a there's a flaw in uh, in a version of WordPress. It doesn't mean that every WordPress site is going to get hacked. Right. But it means that every WordPress site that's exposed to that flaw could get hacked. Right. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that, that your Bitcoin wallet or your crypto wallet has uh, been contaminated. In fact, it probably hasn't. Right. You might want to, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know how people check on this. To be honest, I don't know how, the, how they get away with the scam, given that everything digital is recorded. I, I, and if somebody out there in... in uh, in the listening audience who's much smarter than me and there's got to be a lot of you if um somebody could explain this i'd really appreciate it <laughs> explain <laughs> it better than i did i would really appreciate it yeah no that's that's interesting i know and, and you have to wonder at that right where you're just like wow there are some really smart people right <laughs> and then it's always a shame where you're like oh you're really smart to figure that out if only you had put that same brain power into something good, oh, <laughs> we, indeed, we, could be, we could be like blasting along as a society. But uh, <laughs> I'm so inclined to agree. Okay. Um, 
this is kind of a touchy one, um, given uh, that they're friends of ours and they're sponsors of ours and all that. And uh, that, uh, Dave, that you're the one who actually discovered the problem. But um, WP Engine had a uh, a uh, well, well, how, what are we going to call this? The plus ten pagination problem. Um, <laughs> so WP Engine had a problem, which I'm assuming that they're 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 working on fixing. Um, they must be. I mean, like like David's a pretty cool guy. Um, what, what happened, man? Yeah, I, I've actually I've, I've had a had a call with David and a, and a few chats back and forth to sort of discuss the scope and you know of the problem. Um, what basically is happening? So any of our they're going to go. Please stop telling people to do this because you're, <laughs> because they have to fix this manually right now. But here we go. Um, if you're hosting with WP Engine and you don't know about the, this problem thus far, basically what's happening um, is that your pagination system is being redirected. So, and I don't mean all of them. So when you look at, you know, any given category inside your blog, and I have a client who's a publisher in WordPress, and that's where this sort of like really hit me as, as a big problem. <laughs> and I can get into the specifics about what's going on with them and why this, this became a problem, but I'll just allude to where the, the issue comes in, um, is if you have a, a lot of content, especially some older content, this becomes critical. As you're going through your pagination system in a category, so you go to like, you know, you click the page two, page three, page four, each one of these contains, you know, whatever, the next 10, you know, blog posts, you know, in whatever order you put them in, most people put it in, in by date, right, descending by date. Um, and, and so, once it hit page nine, page nine was the last page that worked. If you went through to page 10 as a human, so as Dave going through, it worked just fine. I, I could land there. If I went through as Googlebot to page 10 or, or anything beyond that, it was immediately 301 back to the home page. So basically all of your paginated pages past page 10 redirected uh, back to your home page. If you're a bot, if you were a human, you could see them. Now, the problem for, for people, and, and this is what I was chatting a lot about with, with David, is if you have older content on your site that is not linked externally and is not linked from other pieces within your site, say, if you're a large publisher, this could pretty easily happen with an older story, right? Like just mm -hmm. you know, you're putting out you know, dozens or, or hundreds of pieces per day. Some of them aren't going to have links. Some of them aren't going to have links internally, but you know, they were still a relevant point in history. If you have these, and let's say you were just moving to WP Engine, let's, let's imagine that that world happens. All of a sudden, you've got all these orphan pages. They're they're sitting inside your site, and this, I mean, just naturally they would orphan their way out because they'll get indexed on page whatever nine, and then as soon as they go past page ten, they would be orphaned. The way it was detected is all of a sudden this became a problem. We had all this content just being added and none of the older stuff uh, was all showing up in Search Console as like, it's in the sitemap, but it's not linked to. Right? And you go, okay, why is that happening? That's, that's how that was discovered. But this creates a huge problem for people with this older content. It's going to remove the relevancy. It's going to basically obliterate any rankings those pages might have had mm -hmm. because they have no page rank anymore. They, they exist in the index as orphan pages, but they have no page rank like zero. I mean, not that you're going to get a lot of page rank from page slash 11, but, no, but this could be like, this could be a well-performing long tail page. It, it, well, and that's, that's exactly it on aggregate. 
um, you know, this happened, and especially if you're a large publisher, right? Like, yeah, each one of these pages might have only had one or two visitors a day. Let's even say one or two visitors a month. But if you have thousands of them, mm-hmm. right, and you're relying on advertising, that's a lot of money. Um, so that's sort of what came about. Now, the the, the solution for my, uh, you know, folks with, with WP Engine right now, there is an easy solution. Just open up a chat. <laughs> and just tell that cat support person that you need to shut off bot redirect. They're going to know exactly why you're doing it, and they're probably going to know how you found out because they were just slammed with these. And they're inviting more of them. If you view this as a problem, it is. Now, to WP Engine's defense, there are times when you would want to do that. The problem is... Uh, they're addressing people who know and want full control of bots, right? Like that's, and I think that's where it kind of falls Ooh. down is for a mom and pop operation who never even had blog posts hitting pagination or, you know, that were, you know, avoiding, you know, those sort of like loops that would happen where, you know, something would break in your WordPress install and it would just start you know, page 312, page 313, right? Like, where there was just a problem with the pagination system and it would keep firing through even when there weren't any and create sort of an infinite loop of crap, useless pages. These things happen and that helped avoid it. But when you're dealing with SEOs, I, I don't know about you. Well, actually, I do know about you because I know about every SEO. I yeah. want full control of my bots. <laughs> That's now, it. Now, here's the thing about WP Engine. They, the, 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 chances are the mom pause store is still hosting at like GoDaddy. Um, <laughs> Anyone who's going to WP Engine is probably a professional. Right. We're willing to pay a little more. Uh, now, they do have a shutoff feature. What I think they didn't think of, and I made it really you know, clear, and this, this, when this all blew up, it, it became very clear, is I think the first reaction, and I don't blame them, because you know, I, I trust David Vogelpohl, right? I mean, he's, he's a guy with Trust him. Always been a good character. Fourth, forthright kind of guy. And it was sort of like, yeah, but we have this document on why we do it. And, you know, like, and, and here's how to turn it off, right? Like, I, I think the initial reaction was, well, yeah, we do. But, but we have, like, here's, you know, a dog, you know, here's an article on, on why we do it. It's right on our site. And, and, and then I had to sort of explain, and I'm like, but this is like me going to a, a new store, like when I first go to WordPress. And I go to a new store, and I buy a box of Cheerios, a, a cereal I bought thousands of times at various stores and then getting home and finding out that it's filled with oatmeal. And then when I call up the store to find out what happened going, Oh, well, yeah, at our store, you just have to tell us and then we'll make sure that you get the one that's filled with Cheerios. Well, I didn't even know to ask because nobody else does that. <laughs> like, and that was the problem that I think we were all having is, yeah, that's fine. Like it's, it's a fine feature to be able to toggle on and off, but I didn't know it was, even something I needed to ask because I've never encountered this before. And I think that may have been the disconnect they were having where they sort of went, this is a good thing for a lot of people and we're going to just turn it on and here, here's why. And, and we've put up a post on, on why that is and how you can turn it off. But none of us even knew to, to ask the question, are you redirecting bots past page 10? <laughs> like, we, we, we didn't know to ask that question. Yes, they had an article on it, but I never even knew to look up an article on it because I've never encountered this before, right? So that's where the SEO community went, okay, you, you can't do this. Um, they are actively working right now. And yeah. as, according to, yeah, like in the chat with David, it was something that they were already kind of working on, but 
the recent blowback has really moved up the pipe, the, the support on the WP engine side to just get this thing done as fast as possible of putting it into that control panel and going, here's an article on why you'd want it, why you wouldn't. You can turn it on or off. Here's a button to do it, <laughs> to turn this redirect system on and off. Um, and I think that's fine. Yeah, give me choice. Give me all the choices you want. <laughs> like like I do with Skype. I can turn on notifications or turn them off, right? Like it's my choice. Yes, they're on by default. That's kind of annoying, but I can see the button to turn them off. Um, and, and I think to that, that's sort of what we were all looking for. And if it had just been there like that, we'd have all gone, oh, yeah, I should have I should have looked. <laughs> and yeah, you should have, right? If if it was turned, you know, if it was there and you were like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it was kind of my fault. I didn't bother looking in the back end. Now that's on you, but we didn't even have an indicator. So that that's where the problem can. If you're at WP Engine, their support staff are, are are great. Like I've never had a problem with with their support staff. They've even solved like problems that I created or, or assisted me in moving, you know, multiple sites over to multi-site and stuff. So good support teams there. But just just engage in a chat and go, just turn off. It's called redirect bots. That's, that's the name on their end of what it's called. And just say, turn that off. Um, and then maybe, you know, go read their article on it and go, here's why you would want it. And you'll probably go, you know what, if I want to, you know, redirect the bots, I'll, you know, create a system on my end, right? Like, I'll just go and create a redirect rule and just deal with it on my end because then I control it. Um, and can turn it on and off just with a, a couple couple keystrokes in an HT access file or something. So um, anyway, that's uh, that's uh, that's the news. And I am actively watching. I've, I've actually just right before this show was looking at some log files and just watching the bots just tear through these deeper paginated pages now that they're opened up. So so again, the way to fix it is uh, open a chat window. Uh, contact the uh, the crew at WP Engine and tell them Brasco sent you. Yes, exactly, exactly. Thanks for that, Jim. That will no, that'll be great. Not a problem. Better better him than us. <laughs> um, okay, so it's the end of the month. Not only is it billing day, it's also reporting day, mm -hmm. and. I think there's a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of people in the, in the SEO world who might have gone to Google Google Search Console in the last like say 48 hours or so, open up Google Search Console and go, oh my what? <laughs> you know, because it's, it's it's reporting week, and so like we got to get our jobs done fast. But suddenly everything is a little bit different again. Um, okay, so Google's uh, Google's actually done a pretty what I think is a really cool thing. Um, uh, Google Domain Properties. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, I, sorry? sorry, I I originally did not. I, I originally you didn't like it, but now you did. And I was like, all right, all right. There, there's parts of it I don't like. There's parts of it I do. But luckily, Google gives you a get out if you don't like it at all. Yeah, and so, don't take that, guys. Just just get used to it. Like I see <laughs> for somebody who hates, like didn't like it instinctively and didn't want to in that curmudgeonly old. It worked the way it was, and I liked it. <laughs> 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 Here's the thing. I like the old way better because it, it forced webmasters to take responsibility for every domain that they wanted measured. You right. want this measured, you tell us you want it measured. Bing, bang, boom. So you got to know what you're doing. Now they're... Okay, so... Uh, canonicalization. 
is uh, one of the hardest to pronounce and most important things, even harder than pagination um, <laughs> or Smith. Um, one of the harder things to pronounce in the SEO world, canonicalization. Um, and that's all about indicating which is the correct URL and there's now eight possible versions of a URL that Google might go to. It used to be four, and now there's eight with HTTPS. Um, so you want to tell Google precisely, you wanted to tell Google precisely which uh, URL you want your data for. You don't have to do that so much anymore, as Google will now give you data for every possible uh, uh, combination of... Um, ways people could write your URL, HTTPS, www.url, www.url, url.com, etc., etc. And they're all clumping this together in uh, Google Search Console. Um, your, 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 your M dot stuff, all the stuff can be, can be conglomerated into one report. So you get a sense of how your whole domain is doing rather than how your various... Um, you know, like how your mobile site is doing and your www version and your non www version, which is the same website but typed different ways and thus measured different ways. But that can all be lumped together so you can get a, a fuller view of how your actual web properties are performing. Yeah, and it, it actually has, and this is why I was like instinctively, I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> and then I actually had to wrap my brain around it and this this is this, this crazy part because I'm not awesome at doing this with with you know any electronics equipment I get and I, I certainly wasn't better about it with Search Console which as far as I knew I was you know totally new so I didn't need to read any instructions yeah. uh, and, and I didn't actually read and go through so my my first instinct was you're taking away a powerful thing like a, a thing that I use regularly which was sets and 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 i know they were underused on google's like by google that's why they got rid of them is they sort of went okay people aren't using these things and they're incredibly powerful <laughs> like being able to understand what all of your things are i use them just so often when i was transitioning from http to https or www to non-www right like all these things where you could look at all of your data at one place and then watch as it all moved over, right? So you could you could see that level. You didn't have to go, okay, let's go into this one. Okay, I'll look at my, you know, not, my WWW. Okay, we moved to non-WW. Okay, now let's look at this one and compare our data, right? Like you could see it all. But you remember when you used to have like different email addresses to have different account profiles so you could do that? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know that was Yeah. <laughs> uh, now they're just basically kind of automating that. And they're going, okay, if you put, you know, just your root level domain, we're going to give you everything. If you put www, we're going to give you everything that's www, right? Or, or, or below, right? And if you do m dot, then it's everything in your mobile, right? So it actually is, we had the ability before to carve it up, but it's almost like, and, and this is part I do like about it, is it's almost forcing people to understand what they're doing. <laughs> to actually understand what data they want to look at, because when you log in, it goes, here's the new thing that we're doing, right? And so anytime you try and sort of add a property, it's going, okay, you can do it this way and it'll do this, or you can do it this way and it'll do that, right? It, it's forcing an understanding that, you know, you would have, I would have probably a lot of the people listening right now would just have and go, okay, this is why I was using sets, right? To, to sort of group this data together. 
Um, but in, in, in this case, I think there were a lot of people and no fault of their own. Right. I mean, I, I get why people weren't using sets. Cause you'd be like, why do I need sets? I just need to know if I've got a penalty warning, right? Like what, that, that's all like a lot of, you know, business owners who aren't SEOs were, would kind of like, look at, you know, search console four. it sort of is forcing them as soon as they're going in to go, okay, I, I understand these, these property differences. They may not ever use them and that'll be fine. They might just be like, I didn't get an email telling me I got a spike in, you know, four or four. So whatever, <laughs> not caring, but they weren't going to care anyway. But I think it is sort of helping an understanding of, oh, my, my site has different elements to it. It has different properties. Oh, do I want to look at my M dot and my, um, you know, or look at my subdomains and my www all in the same well, I guess technically www is a subdomain, but you know, my main site with my subdomains all in one, or do I want to look at them individually? You know, I've got one client, for example, where it's really useless to look at the whole domain as a whole because we have subdomains for specific things. And one of those subdomains, we don't even control any of the content of our optimization. They have a different company for that. So it's like, okay, well now I have to partition things out different. Um, but you look at, at most sites and yeah, it'd be nice. It's, it's nice to be able to go, okay, now let's look at the whole domain as a whole. Ah, health is up. And then breaking them out by subdomain so that you can look at each of those, um, you know, sort of individual metrics by themselves and see that each one is going up or down. Um, I, I, anyway, I, I like it. I begrudgingly, I think there's some shortcomings. I'm sure they'll work on them. John keeps putting shout outs for like, if there's stuff you don't like, let me know. And I'll let them know some of the, the things I don't like, but I just find little shortcomings as I stumble on them. But Overall, anything that lets the average user, not you and me, not most mm -hmm. of our listeners who are like, I want to listen to SEO and, and internet marketing shows to like learn more stuff, right? Like not those people, <laughs> just the, the average site owner who just is, you know, trying to do their job and run their restaurant here in Victoria, right? And, and doesn't you know, really grasp or even care <laughs> about the rest of the stuff as long as, you know, their, their restaurant's busy you know, helping them understand a little better what they're looking at. I, I think that's, I think that's handy. And I think that's a lot to do with why they're laying things out the way they are um, in the new search console is to make it, I don't like a lot of it because I like the old format. I don't know whether that's because I'm just like, get off my lawn, but you know, it, it's, you know, I tended to like the old one. I, I don't, uh, don't like the layout of the new one. I don't find it quite as usable, but um you know, I, I think it will appeal more to people who are just getting in there for the first time. Um, I, I think it's a little easier to to understand, but you know, who knows? We'll we'll see whether that's right or wrong. Well, speaking of um, number one, we kind of we we screwed up, Dave. Um, we we have gone so over time that the studio is telling us not to take another break. Um, <laughs> so that's how we do that. Okay. <laughs> Audience, you luck out. So sorry, advertisers. We promise we will make this up to you. Um, uh, so we, but we only have time for a couple more stories. Here's a fun one. This is another Google Search Console um, or Google. Uh, 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 oh my goodness! What do they call Google Analytics now? I'm having a brain block. Holy jumping! Anyway, <laughs> Google Ads is um, changing one of the ways they report analytics. Yes, they are removing, and this is this this is this is really the funny thing is this is going to sound like a much bigger deal than it really is. They're removing the average position reporting metric. 
So uh, you could always tell you could always tell where your site was kind of more or less um, through the average average, average uh, reporting position. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or how those keywords might produce an average ranking in the somewhere around this area, 4.2. So, hey, my website ranks at 4.2. I can't wait to report that to my client. Um, <laughs> or my, this page is a, is a 6.8. Um, so that's going. That's going and that's, that's being taken away. And the reason this is going to affect SEOs is, or, or uh, search marketers is they're going to be looking at a reporting screen going oh hold it my client really liked that metric and i don't know where it is now because it isn't there anymore <clears throat> yeah um so what google giveth google often taketh away mm-hmm. although in this case google's giving you four new position metrics to uh to measure by and uh these metrics are going to be the uh uh, the absolute top impression, the number of percentage. Um, this will show you the percentage of your ad impressions that, like you know, show up as the uh, above organic search. This is again, this is all in the in the in the paid advertising realm. Um, another, so that's absolute top. Another one is t- uh, impression number top percent, the percentage of your ad impressions that are shown anywhere above organic search results. Um, search absolute top is the impressions you've received in the absolute top location above the organic results divided by the estimated number of impressions you are eligible to receive in the top position, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And search top is the impressions you've received in the top location above the above the organic search results compared to the estimated number of impressions you are eligible to receive in the top location. Yeah. Yeah. So um, your clients are going to love you when you explain this to them. <laughs> because it's so much easier to understand than the way it was before. Yes. What are you going to do about this, Dave? I love it. I've already started firing it off to clients. Um, just the article going, I'm going to talk to you about this later. Right? Like, because we, we've got time. Like, they're not dropping it tomorrow or they're dropping it you know, this year. Right. Yeah, so I assume yeah. we'll get, we'll get another heads up. So I've already fired it off to all of our paid clients is going, I'm going to bring this up later. I'm going to figure out how we're going to be reporting stuff. But here's what I love about it um, is I hit this consistent problem where we would have average position. And you know what, even in the organic space, you'll see this a ton in search console. You'll be like, wow, I, I I'm, I'm average ranking, you know, 1.4 for like this highly competitive term. And then you actually look at it and you go, wow, I got one impression, right? Like it was this weird yeah. anomaly in a certain location and it happened to show up. Right? Like, so, okay. Right. So it's, it's incredibly misleading. And I have campaigns where, you know, a, a specific ad group will be on for hour a day. Right. And it's like, okay, the average position isn't actually the same. It, it, it's important, but, it's not the same in that scenario as it is if I was running something all day long or for a much larger chunk of the day, right? Or if I put bid adjustments on in certain parts of the day, I know convert poorly. I know because I was just working on that, like looking at the hour a day and, and dropping the bids. Well, now all of a sudden the average position is going to go down, but, but I didn't do anything wrong, right? It's not like 
the average position isn't down at the right times. The average position is just down. So I think if you look at the four metrics they're adding, and then you look at the, the addition, I think it was last week, week before, um, of the click uh, market share, you know, the, this um, impression share that we've had for, for, you know, a good, good chunk of time. And you look at these metrics in conjunction, it's going to make reporting a lot harder. Well, not a lot harder. Like it's going to take everybody about 10, 15 minutes per campaign <laughs> like to sort of to figure out how you're going to measure the metrics of specific anomalies you may have, right? If you've got like weird ad groups that run only for an hour a day or something, but you want to measure or report those a little differently. But at the end of the day, I think it's, it's still, um, you know, a, a big, big leap forward. It's not often that I support Google in removing a metric. <laughs> like, it's totally rare. But it is one of those cases where I'm like, good, because you were giving me the wrong information. Like, I, uh, things were looking bad when I was making good calls or looking good, and I was not seeing a bad decision I was making, right, or, or something like that with that one. So I, I understand it, and I think they're making a, a good, good call on getting that out of there. It's forcing us to dive deeper into data. Very cool. Okay, last story. Then we're, then we're a little gone full clock. Remember how Matt Cut used to do uh, the SEO videos? <laughs> no, I'm picturing and, a T Rex, uh, and yes. Well, yeah, he did the little T Rex hand thing, and I uh, connected with connected with webmasters. Became a beloved uh, beloved character in our industry to this day, even though he hasn't worked around SEO in what five years now. Yeah, he's still a beloved character in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, SEO has gotten a lot more technical. A lot more, uh, a lot more challenging, and there's a lot more to keep up with. Um, that, that that's harder to wrap your brain around than it was in years past. There's a young, uh, a, a young Googler. Uh, geez, of course, at my age, every Googler is a young Googler. <laughs> even, even Danny. Um, okay, there's a Googler, Martin Split, webmaster trends analyst, who is going to host a video series on YouTube on uh, on JavaScript and SEO. And uh, they, I, mean, I, 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 I've never met Martin Split, but he looks like an enthusiastic and cool fella. And I'm really looking forward to this. I am too. And you know what? I, I, everybody has like a picture of like a JavaScript developer in their head. And I landed there, <laughs> and I saw the black T-shirt, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, there we that's go." <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I know that's like a, a weird stereotype in my head, but there we go. I was like, "Oh yeah, you got a black T-shirt that absolutely matches everything that." Of course, I'm picturing like Tyler McDonald and somebody like the developers. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yep, that's 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 right. That's the thing. Um, I think I'm supposed to have you know I'm supposed to have supper with Tyler McDonald tonight. It's the weirdest thing you should say that. Fantastic, great guy. Say hello for me. Um, for anybody who doesn't think this matters because it's about JavaScript and SEO, I don't care if you're managing any JavaScript sites. Subscribe. Pay attention. Like you're going to. So just start to, 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 to look at this. Now, you don't want to be like me and get blindsided with a client who goes, oh, and we're building a new site. Oh, and it's in JavaScript. Like, <laughs> learn, get this, learn this stuff now. Um, it, it will be helpful. And, and then you won't get blindsided like, like Dave was because there's a lot of unique challenges in it. Well, yeah, and there's, 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 there is, again, like with all fields of SEO, there is so much to know. But to have somebody from Google come out and say, look, this is how it's going to work, in a, um, I mean, I know that's what John Mueller is doing, and I know that's that's what. Uh, 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 oh my goodness, I can't believe that! <laughs> I can't. Oh my, wow! I am such a complete Gary. Thank you, Gary. Uh, such a complete I've... brain blank. 
Gary Hyde, thank you. That's what Gary's trying to do this with Martin. Um, but Martin's doing it in a very, in a niche area. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing. And that's the goodbye music. We got to get Eddie here. We've gone full circle. Um, so sorry. So sorry. I, just, I, I, I hogged the time of my brain, my brain blank. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hatch from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web Culture and Webmaster Radio FM, 28th of February, 2019. Next week, Dave is going to be broadcasting. He's going to be on the show, broadcasting from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, until then, stick around Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up. Stay safe, have fun, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts.